This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I did some NFL news of the day. We have Barry Church, Cowboys safety, coming up at 320 as well as we roll in hour number two of the G-Bag Nation. Zach Wolchuk alongside Brian Broaddus, Lucius Alexander, Carter Freeman running your video on YouTube and on Twitch. And, of course, you are turning on Leave It On listeners. Hashtag Tolo. Appreciate you. 877-881-1053. Always to join the conversation on the truckwreck.com text line. We do have a Cowboys ticket giveaway in the 5 o'clock hour. You have the opportunity to go and witness history. Jimmy Johnson being inducted in the Ring of Honor at halftime of what is a big game against the Detroit Lions at AT AT&T Stadium. Cowboys trying to make it 16 in a row at home. Now, uh, I did. What is the chances that Peyton will screw up the clock Ooh. at halftime while we're doing with the Jimmy Johnson? <laughs> you know, he's been pretty good for the majority. Or what's the chances we screw up the clock? I, we're not going to screw it up. It'd be a Peyton thing. We haven't. I, I, that was a one time thing last year. I had a. Poor Christy Scales with the whole Dolly Parton thing, right? That got a little bit. Yeah, because Dolly, they couldn't. They couldn't get her, they couldn't get her through the middle of the star, right? The, yeah. And, they had and to walk her up the stairs. It broke. So they had to find a way. Another way to go about it, I did see this from our buddy Nick Harris. If you're not able to go to the game, yeah. ESPN will be airing the halftime ceremony oh, for Jimmy Johnson being inducted in the Hall of Fame. Of course, you can also listen to it right here on 105. What if Troy Big had we'll some to do with that? What if Troy said, hey, how about putting this thing on the uh Putting this thing on the air. Because he's going to run down from the booth, put his you know Ring of Honor jacket on, yeah. which we found out from Drew Pearson, you don't get to keep. No, you don't get to keep the jacket. It's interesting. It's a blue jacket. It's kind of nice. It's pretty cool looking. Yeah, it is. So, you know, he'll uh, run down there, put the jacket on, and then Jimmy will go in, and then he'll run back up, call the rest of the game there uh, from the booth with Joe Buck, of course. Now, some of the big news that's going on right now uh, as everything's moving fast and furious as we get ready for another week in the National Football League, it does appear Jalen Waddell likely out for Miami against the Ravens that he uh, suffered against the Cowboys. Mm. It's also looking like C.J. Stroud is practicing and he's trending towards hopefully playing for the Texans. So he's missed the last two weeks. Boy, they need need him back there bad. They do. They need him really bad. Before this thing completely falls off the rails. And the Vikings are benching Nick Mullins and going with the rookie from BYU, Jaron Hall. Now, the last time they started him, Jaron Hall led a drive into the red zone and then suffered a concussion and didn't get his job back because here came Josh Dubs, and Josh Dubs became Josh Dobbs again, and then they went with Mullins. Now they're going back to the rookie, Jaron Hall. But is Dobbs still hurt? No. Or they, they Dobbs, just, is, Dobbs is ready right now, but oh, they just want to say, you know what, let's give the youngster a chance. Wow. And Justin Jefferson has been saying, hey, Kirk Cousins, please, please come back and sign, re-sign with us next year because yeah. we're, we're struggling right now. But yeah. Jaron Hall was my sleeper guy of the draft. I did like him. Smaller dude. Uh, and you saw that. 
getting a, mm-hmm. getting concussed in his first drive. So fingers crossed for my dude Jaron Hall that he goes out and plays well. Maybe he can start the last couple of weeks, and we'll see moving forward who ends up being the guy there in Minnesota if Kirk Cousins does indeed resign or not. Big news yesterday was Russell Wilson, right? That was the uh, the bomb dropped on us where he's now being benched and moving forward. It appears he's going to be cut in March, and they're going to move on. Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited, taking to Twitter, saying, God's got me. Looking forward to what's next. Got 30, 34, 36 million guaranteed. Got a lot of money that he's going to be making. Yeah. Yeah. 34 and a half or 35.4 next year in the following season, 49.6 million. But they have to pay him, right? Yeah. And they can spread that's now they'll designate him a post June 1st cut. And then that's how they can divide that 85 million between two seasons instead of having to eat that all in one year. Yeah. But yeah, 39 million in guarantees for 2024. Man, I, uh, I wonder. Who in the organization made that call? I don't think it was George Patton, the uh, general manager, because he's the one that made the deal, you know. And, you know, he had new ownership coming in. So I'm going to guess that maybe Sean and the owners determined this one. Probably. I, I, George probably not involved in what's going on there. Yeah, I think that would be right. my guess. Because Jordan Schultz was reporting that back, you know, in October, yeah, they were talking to Russ about, we'd like you to you know, sit, we're going to move on, we're, we're going to bench you. And they were talking like, hey, can you restructure your contract to try and help them with some of those financial issues when it came to the guaranteed money? Russ is like, hell no, go yeah. bleep yourself. As he should, and all players I don't, should. I do not blame him one bit. So then they won three in a row. They started playing good football. Uh, but now what happened with New England, they've gone back and said, you know what? We're, that was a terrible loss. We're done with this. That might be the worst loss in the National Football League this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it because is that, to me, that's... You know, if you're, and I know that I felt terrible. I mean, I like Sean. Sean and I are friends, but you're in a situation right there, man. They had a chance, the way with Kansas City's playing right now, they had a chance to potentially win the division there. Yep. Just keep, you know, just keep finding a way, and, and hopefully Kansas City continues to fall apart. Yeah, they win that game. They're a game back. Yeah. So they're sitting right there, uh, with an, and they still have a 9% chance to make the postseason. We'll see if Jared Stidham uh, they, can they be a spark, give, but I think it's over. They, I agree they've with given you. up, yeah. Okay, so here is your guy, Sean Payton. He was uh, asked by the media about the decision with Russ and Sean making that tough decision. Here's what he said. I get that, and, and yet I can't replace the entire offensive line. I can't bring in five new receivers, and and, it, and if it continues over a period of time, then – There'll be another guy here talking to you as well. Yeah. I, it, this this is something that, you know, these are difficult decisions. And obviously, there's more attention when it's the quarterback who's who's under contract, but different than maybe, you know, earlier decisions we've made with maybe last year's prior starters. I can just assure you one thing, and, and honestly, and, and I've said this to Greg and George a number of times, I'm just interested in winning. And, and it doesn't matter how, um, when you do this, you know, for this long a, a period of time, it's all you're interested in because there's nothing like it. And then the other side of it, you know, there's nothing like that either. So that's kind of what it is. Gino Smith, uh, who ended up taking over for us in Seattle, took to Twitter and uh, put out free three in regards to Russell Wilson. Yeah, I did think that was pretty funny. I, you know, Gino. yeah, I, you know, and you know, the the ownership group there in 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 Denver has, you know, they they're 
they bought in. And Sean took that job in Denver because to do what exactly what he's doing right now, you know. Sean could have worked with Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones and Will McClay. He could have been just fine. But Sean wants to Sean wants to make sure that the rally towels are the right colors. And Sean wants to make sure that the food on the plane is the right food. And Sean wants to make sure that the, you know, the players are all the players that he wants to coach, you know. And there's people that watch a lot of Bronco tape and say, you know, Sean Payton is this huge play sheet. And it, they feel like they'd only run about nine plays off that play sheet because of, you know, because of Russ. And, and that's, if you, you know, the, the ownership, the ownership feels it's, it's, you know, they're trying to make things work with Sean Payton. They're not interested in right now in making things work with Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. You know, even though Russ has had a really good year, if you look at, you know, the, you know, to come back the way he has, the stats and stuff are good. He's not, you know, but still, Sean Payton took the Denver Broncos job because he knew he would have full control and right or wrong, depending, you know, I'm sure, and black and gold's out there going, you know, you know, he's a Saints fan from bat, you know, he's probably thinking, man, I've seen this. I've seen this, you know, and you have some wins, and then all of a sudden Sean gets control, and then he runs the team in the ground, and he leaves, you know. And so I'm kind of thinking that Sean, yeah, this Denver job, he's going to try and turn this thing around. But like I said, if it gets to the point where it gets a little in the next two, three years, he's absolutely right. Someone else will be coaching that team. Now, it'll be interesting because they'll clearly be in the market for a quarterback in the upcoming draft. They've currently got the 14th overall pick in the first round. Uh, their second round pick is still going to Seattle. So yeah. They don't have a second, so they'll probably have to move up somehow. Maybe it's Caleb Williams they make a push for. But Caleb Williams ended commanders. up liking. Yeah. And I think the commanders, yes, the, the, yeah. the reports are the commanders are very smitten with Caleb Williams, which I get why. Uh, somebody who covered the Bears put out only one option for the Bears in the 2024 NFL draft. It's not Caleb. We want Justin Fields. The answer is Marvin Harrison Jr. There you go. And Caleb Williams was seen liking that tweet as we've we've talked about how he might not want to go to Chicago and the rumors were, is he for sure even going to enter and declare for the NFL draft? Well, there's another uh, push towards, I don't want to be a Chicago Bear for Caleb yeah. Williams and making it known. Sure. I, I You know what I'm going to be interested in is the discussion and you're going to hear some whispers and then we're going to, we're going to hear about tests and we're going to hear about meetings and visits and all that stuff with Caleb Williams. I wonder if people are going to talk about him in a positive light and their impressions of dealing with him. And I mean, dealing with him in a way of the interviews. Yeah. Are we, you know, and this, we'll all get to the combine and they'll, and the next thing you know, well, you know, there'll be somebody that, Somebody steps up and says, well, this interview didn't go great and all that, that and the other. I mean, just the way things are. It's my but biggest I, but I wonder, question. But I wonder if his personality yes. is going to turn off a lot of teams. The way that he handled adversity at USC was not good. He's was seen, that crying on the sideline? He's cry, well, but well, remember, he wanted some uh, interest in the team that was going to pick him that, up. But then he see that interest going out the window. I would cry on the sideline, too, to my mama's bosom. Then he's not, then he's not going ahead and meeting with reporters after losses as well. Yeah. You know, it's the first time in his entire college career that he was losing. 
And the way that he handled it, I don't know is reflective of what teams really want in their franchise quarterback. So I think that that's going to be critical in the draft evaluation process because when you watch him on tape, there's no question. He is, he is the it, most talented quarterback incredible. in this draft class. Incredible. But there's, the intangibles matter at the quarterback position. It does. I mean, that that's why you're seeing, and Kyler had a really good year where he was fighting for MVP. But then you hear about, oh, well, he doesn't get along with his teammates. Oh, he's sulking and by himself on the bench. Now there's question marks about his future in Arizona. Is Caleb Williams the next Kyler Murray type in that regard? Because the talent's there. There's no question about it. Yeah. But in terms of the leadership traits, you need to talk to his coaches. You need to talk to the teammates. You need to get in a room with him and figure out, is this dude built for the NFL when it comes to the mental makeup and the leadership capabilities of a quarterback? Because that certainly matters when you're taking somebody number one overall. What more do you want from me? (laughs) Just throw a bunch of touchdown passes. That's all we want. I think if I were the Bears, I was a Bears fan, I'd be terrified about what's ahead for me. You know, if they start to talk about because they've tried with quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Mitch Trubisky. But they just been, drafted the wrong ones. I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, if you're a Bears fan. Now Fields. I mean, maybe Fields I think, has, I, has played I, pretty well the last couple of I think, games. I think Fields would be fine. I think if you get Fields some weapons and get him some protection, I think Fields would be fine. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like I watch every single Chicago sure. Bear game. But I do know that that there's been times where you watch the – the, the best tape against the uh, Detroit Lions has been the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the Bills of uh, the Bears almost yeah. beat them twice. Yeah. It's, the, the, if it's you want, crazy. If you want to watch some, some tape of how to, how to handle the Detroit Lions, watch the Chicago Bears tape. This was pretty wild. So, yesterday, part of the back and forth with Micah and Gronk was Debo also getting involved on the K. Adams show on Up and Adams because Debo is on there once a week. And so Debo is taking shots at Micah, and then he also sideswiped Cam and said, by the way, Cam, (laughs) you were talking negatively about my quarterback, yet you're calling and texting me all the time to come on your podcast. And so Cam then made a video, put it on social media, said, dude, I don't even have your number. Uh, And he used some other language there. I'm just going ahead and paraphrasing. So Debo put the receipts out on social media. Later to find out that wasn't Cam Newton. There were a bunch of high school kids. Yeah. They got Debo's number and were catfishing him as Cam Newton. Yeah. And so Debo went and took out, you know, removed all of those receipts. And my gosh, I don't know how they got Debo's number, but uh, it's a hell of a prank right there from those high school kids. There's some smart kids out there, man. There are. There's some smart kids. There are some smart kids. Uh, last thing here, Jim Harbaugh. Can't play Can't play a damn bit of side yard football, but they can figure out how to These hack somebody. Damn kids are going to hack yeah. and get everybody's they cannot, numbers. They cannot make a basket if they had to. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, you know, you know, dribble a basketball. But, man, my, they, could, they could sure mess you over. They, they hacking you and stuff like that. Uh, Harbaugh was asked about the NFL rumors. <laughs> and he answers in a very Jim Harbaugh way by not answering the question whatsoever. Jim, you've got a history in San Diego, and you finished your career with the Chargers. You have an opening right now. Just what was it like playing for them and for the Spanish family? Yeah, it's just a very one-track mind about this game. Uh, right now, just have, have fun with the family and the, and, the, and the team and the players. It's like we're at the happiest place on earth. <laughs> uh, and we're gonna have we're gonna enjoy ourselves, and then and then uh, get back to business. You know, see if we can't dominate the day. Got some 
some good meetings tonight, and, and we wake up tomorrow and and uh, and practice. See if we can't dominate that day. I mean, this is a this is like straight out of the Jackie Harbaugh playbook. You know? One day at a time, one play at a time, and uh, that's how we're approaching each day. He's open. He's open. He's open. He's open for business. He is open for business. I'm going to sidestep this question. I am focused on Alabama. But, yeah, I'd be open to the Chargers job. Yeah. Uh, So we'll have to monitor that. I I think Harbaugh's going to the NFL, and I think a lot of it has to do with what's going on with Michigan, and they're about to get slapped down with a bunch of sanctions, and he's going to leave that program and let him deal with the mess that he created. Yeah. He's going to go to a place where he could be like Sean Payton, have have some control over the roster and and be able to – to do it the way he wants to do it. All right, let's catch up with former Cowboys safety Barry Church as we get you set for Cowboys-Lions right here on 105 Through the Fan this Saturday night. That's next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. About to catch up with Barry Mother Effin Church here via the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. Former Cowboy Safety also spent some time with the Jacksonville Jaguars as well. Doing great work with DallasCowboys.com. Segment brought to you by Frankel and Frankel. We will uh, have a fun conversation coming up on the other side. Very quickly, Cowboys Injury Report is out before we bring Barry on. Uh, it appears Rico Dowdle is out for the game against the Lions. So is Jonathan Hankins. Tyron Smith listed as questionable, which is better than last week this time when he was doubtful. Yes. So we'll have to monitor that as we get closer to game day on Saturday. But without further ado, it's time for Barry Church. Yes, it is time. Barry, we have missed you. How the hell you doing, my friend? 
Man, I'm doing amazing. I've missed that intro, man. It's been a long time since I heard that intro, man. It's good to be back. How about y'all, man? How y'all doing? We're doing fantastic. I hope you had a Merry Christmas and uh, a Happy New Year here around the corner. Obviously, Sunday did not go the way we wanted for our Dallas Cowboys. Back-to-back losses. You know, you were part of a team in 2014 that I think won all of your road games. Is there any advice you can give to this Cowboys team to get a win on the road? Man, I tell you what, um, in that 14 team, I think that was, yeah, that was led by Romo, Witten, and those guys. But I'm telling you, that was one of the, the tightest groups of uh, teams I've ever been around. I'm talking about, you know, defensive guys hanging out with offensive guys. I mean, we were extremely tight. So we had that mentality, you know, going into each and every road game. Like, hey, it's, it's, it's us against the world, you know, from the especially on the defensive side of the football. Because the year before that, in 2013, I felt like we were – historically bad on the defensive side of the ball. So we had this, you know, going into 2014, we had this thing like, you know, they can all doubt us type deal. You know, know, it doesn't matter what they say outside of the locker room. We had that kind of vibe all together as a defense. And as a team, we were just extremely tight. So when we went to those road games, I mean, we we just all played for each other and it kind of worked out that way. But, you know, this team has capabilities. They do have the capabilities of doing what they do at home on the road as well. Um, they just got to get a little bit more consistent with it, and I, and I think they can. I think these last two games should be in favor for the Dallas Cowboys. Perry, uh, I have a football question, but I want to ask you another question. Would you ever walked out there and been a captain on your own uh, for a coin toss? Would you ever just, like, told any coach you're ever with, you know, whether you're at Toledo or Cowboys, Jags, would you just walked out and said, I'm going to be captain, I don't care what you guys are saying? Uh, no, because, you know, I liked my money too much and I didn't, you know, I didn't want to get my money back to the organization or the national football league. So I never would have, you know, went out there on my own, but I will say this, you know, when we were playing against Pittsburgh, you know, and those teams, we went up to Pittsburgh where I'm from originally, even when I was with Jacksonville, you know, they, they let me be the captain that week, even though I wasn't officially a captain. So I see both sides, but man, I like my money too much. I would never give it back like that. My question is like, okay, you're, you're, you got a little bit better run defense last week, but you had a team that's kind of a perimeter running team in the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. What did you see when you sat down and, and studied your all 22 that was kind of different that maybe the Cowboys can carry into this week with a, a really decent uh, to a good uh, Detroit Lion rushing attack? Uh, well, I will say on the front line, especially on the interior part, um, they did a better job. I'm talking to Mozzie Smith and those defensive tackles. Um, of doing a better job of holding a point of attack. Um, you know, they were kind of stout in their position, at least at the beginning of the down, and they were able to hold it through. I mean, if you see, you know, where Miami had a lot of their success was on the edge. I mean, they were capturing the edge. But even with that, I felt like this defense overall, you know, performed better against the run, obviously, than they did against the Buffalo Bills. What what still kind of concerns me, though, defensively, when you talk about that run game, to me, it's it's the second level, you know, with, yeah. those, with the two linebackers, Bell, and Clark, you know, there are a lot of promise in both of those guys, but when when you look at it, um, they're just staying kind of attached to these blocks too much. I mean, there's too many times where we see, you know, these offensive lines driving, you know, Clark back or Bell trying to avoid to try to get into a fit and using his quickness, but sometimes that quickness and avoidance kind of opens up another hole for the running back to go through. So to me, you know, they, they, they've got to find a way to get downhill quicker and get off of these blocks on the second level. Um, but overall, I mean, they're, they're going to have to buckle the chin straps for this game against Detroit because you just talked about it. I mean, they got two dynamic running backs with two completely different styles. So it's going to be a heck of a matchup in the trenches for uh, this week against for the Dallas Cowboys this week. Catch up with Barry Church here in the G-Bag Nation. It, you're a former safety. 
the Cowboys asked their safeties to do to do so much. When I mean, you mentioned Marquise Bell, he's a converted safety, he's playing linebacker. But guys like Donovan Wilson, J. Ron Curse, Malik Hooker, who finally got back last week and, and played well. I, I, what do you think, and what's your assessment right now of the safeties? Uh, specifically, a guy like J. Ron Curse, who was so good a couple of years ago, but a lot of fans now kind of looking at who might be the weak link of that secondary. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're asking, like you just said, they're asking their group of safeties to do a lot. I mean, that's a lot to put on the plate, especially of a Marquise Bell going from safety to linebacker and and being in those trenches with those guys at 205 pounds, whatever he is. That's tough for him. And um, when you look at the trio of safeties as far as, you know, Hooker, uh, Donovan Wilson and Curse, um, I believe they did play, you know, a little bit better last year. And you wanted to see coming into this season, you know, them take that next leap as a whole um, to take to basically, you know, be those that trio of safeties that we saw in, in years past, but it just really hasn't come to fruition um, in whatever, forever, whatever the case may be. Um, I felt like Curse was a, a lot better in coverage last year than he is this year. Um, Donovan Wilson, he's still knocking heads off and coming downhill, but we saw, you know, a couple years ago he was able to get more turnovers than yeah. he is this year. So. I just believe, you know, it's it's a little bit of a down year for those guys, but they're still playing at a level that, you know, you can get the job done defensively. It's just got to be a little bit more consistency. Barry, tell our listeners how terrifying it is to play safety when you got guys like Hill and and Waddle and those guys that can run on the outside. Uh, it, it's it makes the game so much different because when you're at safety, especially if you're in a deep part of the field, you're already sitting back 15 yards. You're thinking, okay, I can flat root read this for a little bit, and then the play will come to me if necessary. But I can always get on top if I see a receiver going. But with Tyreek Hill, man, and the speed he possesses, and I played against him when he was in Kansas City. I mean, there, there's no depth on the field to where he still doesn't have the ability to run past you. I mean, it's the fastest man I've ever seen on grass. And that dynamic alone basically takes two of your 11 defenders out of the game because you're going to want to double team him, somebody on top and somebody underneath for all the uh, short stuff. So basically he's going to take two defenders away from your defense. And even those two defenders may not be able to stop him completely. You can only hope to contain him. And I think the Cowboys overall last week, you know, did a good job in Mm -hmm. containing him, you know, holding him to under 100 yards. Um, He's still going to get his catches, but we didn't see those huge explosive plays. It was more of a bend but don't break system with uh, the defense last week. So I feel like overall they did a decent job on him, but that's all you can hope for is basically contain him. You can never stop him. And I was going to ask you too, Barry, we've seen on the, like a couple of times on the goal line now, that tight red zone for the Cowboys defensively where teams have kind of the motion. I mean, I'm talking about the moster pass that uh, the four yard pass. And, you know, it's like, it's like they move one guy, two guys move on your defense. And then all of a sudden it's like guys running into each other Uh, is where, where is, is it communication? Is it recognition or does it just happen so damn fast that you can't adjust quickly enough to, to stop it? To me, it comes down to 100% communication on this one as far as motions are concerned. Because when you look at it, you look at a Dan Quinn system, you know, he he runs some of the, you know, man-to-man more than almost any team in the National Football League. And if I understand that, I know other offenses do as well. So when they get into that red zone, they motion back to see, you know, if everybody's in man-to-man coverage. And they put you in the bind. When they put, you know, Mostar back in the backfield, they let him leak out through the backfield and break to the left. So there's so many crisscrosses going on that – if you're not communicating with another guy that you may be double teaming that running back with, you're, you're going to run into other cats out there. So that's why you got to communicate, you know, ahead of time. You got to be kind of have that foresight to know if he comes to my side, I'm going to make sure I pick him up 
But if he comes through this traffic and goes away from my leverage, I need you to be there as well. And what we saw right there was a miscommunication because nobody picked him up coming out of the backfield. And I guarantee you, if with man-to-man coverage, somebody was supposed to have that man coming out. So to me, it comes down to communication, and they've got to be better at it in the red zone because things happen so fast down there. Cowboys offense was humming along for several weeks, and they kind of hit a stall, obviously, against Buffalo. It was a little bit better last week. Have you noticed substantial changes from this Cowboys offense compared to years past? Yeah, I mean, years past, even when I was playing, you know, it was always a, a kind of a run first to set up the play action and all that good stuff, and, and we'll see from there. But this, this year, especially, you know, since Dak has been on this run as far as MP, MVP is concerned, it's really kind of been a pass first and we'll run when needed deal. I mean, and so far this season, I mean, Dak has he's pretty much excelled at that role because he's, he's not turning the football over. You know, he's taking what defense has given him. And at, at the very end of the game, even last week, you know, he gave his team an opportunity to win. You know, did they put up 35 points or, you know, was it perfect? No. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Could they have been better on third down? Of course. But when you look at it, they gave this team the lead, you know, with two minutes and 27 seconds left in the football game. And as a defense, that's really all you can ask for. So when you talk about this offense, you know, have they been hitting on all cylinders these past two games? No, they have not. But I do believe that they can go on another run similar to what they did earlier this season. Barry, as you as you do get ready for this Saturday night game, what, uh, what of the Lions – concerns you most offensively defensively coaching what what what's what's on your plate of man they have got to take care of this to win this football game um for the dallas cowboys when i look at the the detroit lions offense what concerns me is the trenches i mean that that offensive line for the detroit lions it's a doozy and it may be the best that the cowboys have played so far this season and then you combine that with you know, two stud running backs. I mean, you got, you know, Montgomery, who's, who can plow you over, but he does have the speed to take it to distance at any given moment. And then you look at Gibbs as well, coming out of the backfield as a receiving threat, as a running back, and he's a slasher, has all the speed. To me, that's really concerning because we saw these past two weeks, they did a better job against Miami, but against Buffalo, that same kind of style of running back of James Cook is what Gibbs possesses. And that gave him all type of problems two weeks ago. So that concerns me for um, the Dallas Cowboys defense, for the for the Cowboys offense, what concerns me is that 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 defense for Detroit, they're physical, man. They're yeah. a physical bunch. They're led by Dan Quinn. They understand, or not Dan Quinn, I'm sorry, Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. And they understand, you know, what the mentality is to be physical. They will fight you for 60 minutes. You got to understand that. And their defensive line, they may not have a lot of household names outside of Hutchinson, and the sack numbers may not be great. But they're putting pressure on the quarterback. They they're hitting quarterbacks out there. And that's going to be hard for Dak Prescott to go back there and kind of be, you know, I don't want him running for his life the entire game. So what concerns me the most about that uh, Detroit defense has got to be just their motor and everybody running and hustling to the to the ball carriers. And it's going to be a fight for 60 minutes come Saturday. You actually, you've actually played with a lot of good pass rushers. Have you ever seen anything with what Mike is going through and the lack of holding calls right now? I've never seen anything like it, especially from a primetime pass rusher like that. I mean, usually if anybody's going to get the calls, it's those type of guys. And we've seen these past couple weeks that he's been getting harassed out there when it comes to holding. Now, 
am I one to blame the refs? Not at all. And I believe Mike is not blaming them either. He's just saying, like, man, come on, I got to get a little something here. We got guys, you know, one, one around my neck, one around my waist, yeah. and I got another guy holding my ankles. Like, could we get something going on here? So I understand his frustrations. And to me, it's kind of kind of weird that a star pass rusher like that is not getting the, uh, the benefit of the doubt or the calls out there. Barry, thank you so much for giving us some time, man. You're the best. We love you. And uh, enjoy the game on Saturday. Let's come out with a dub. No, I hope so. I hope so, man. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to y'all later. Sounds good. There he is. Barry, mother effing church, your former Cowboy safety. Uh, always love getting him here in the G-Bag Nation on the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. Have you ever had a random person walk into your house unexpectedly? All right. How about a professional athlete doing this? I got two stories for you. What? And both of them are former NFL players. That's next on The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thank you very much, Lucius. We'll do some NFL draft conversation. We got questions for these upcoming bowl games of some draft-eligible players we'll do at the top of the hour. And then, of course, the top 10 at 420, Dave Campo. At 5 o'clock, talking Darren Woodson, Jimmy Johnson, and how the hell to uh, fix this run defense. Maybe get some road wins as well. What would he tell this team to do? Uh, so much. Pure gold here on the G-Bag Nation. And we got a ticket giveaway. You got a chance to go see the Cowboys-Lions game on Saturday coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, I did hint at the injury report. It appears Rico Dowdle out for the Cowboys. Jonathan Hankins out. Tyron Smith and Junior Fajoko are both questionable. It'll be a, an interesting decision to make it running back. I know our buddy Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com, put out there that it'll be Hunter Lipke handling a lot of the responsibilities alongside Tony Pollard and Deuce Vaughn, uh, expected to be elevated because Malik Davis is out of practice squad elevations. But they clearly do seem like they trust Malik Davis more than Deuce Vaughn to handle the special teams role. Yes. So I wonder what they could do is just add Malik Davis to the 53-man roster, but they would have to waive somebody. Yes. They would. And you, boy. It's a tough decision. Would you, I mean, is is Rico Dowdle's ankle bad enough to put him on injured reserve? Yeah, I guess it would be, hey, if it's, it's just a one-game thing, maybe you just take your chances yeah. with Lipke and, and Deuce Vaughn and right. say, hey, let's see how this one goes. Right. If it is something that could be long-term. Because his carries got less and less. You know, he was trying to play through that injury, and it, it just didn't work out. But you you wonder, is this one of those things where they can put him down and for, you know, well, I mean, you only got a couple more weeks. But, I mean, I, I got to figure out how that works for the playoffs, too. I mean, I think you get your, 
at your designations and stuff. But but anyway, that's something you would. Uh, yeah, because you'd hate to waive a guy. Now maybe they they yeah. look at the roster and say we think we can get this guy back. Right. So I mean maybe there's a player on the roster that they deem all right. We're, we'll go ahead and waive him with the thought process. Hopefully nobody else claims him, and now we can just add him back following the Detroit game. But interesting to see you know do they rock with Deuce Vaughn and Hunter well, Lipke or do they go with Malik Davis, which has kind of been the trend here in recent weeks. Yeah, and they, they made this recently made the move with Evans. Yes. For well, let's go, and you know you're thinking, oh. Maybe they could have done something with Evans and then, you know, bring Malik Davis up, let him, you know, be that guy. But I don't know. I think they're in a little bit of a, a little bit of a situation right now. I, I, I just know that one of the reasons why that Deuce Vaughn is not active is he doesn't play special teams. And that's something that's really, really big for, uh, you know, for that, that those backs that are active, they have to be able to play some special teams and, they just can't they can't get the special team snaps out of Deuce like they do the others. We will uh, have to see. And we'll talk with Nick tomorrow, of course. Uh, Nick Harris will join us at DallasCowboys.com. He usually hops on with us every Friday leading into the game. This was uh, pretty crazy. Back-to-back days, I found these audio clips. Have you ever had somebody just randomly walk into your house? You're just chilling. You're hanging out <laughs> unexpectedly. No, nah, my nerves ain't made like that. No, me either. Like a straight Plus, I got something sitting under the couch. I call it Whitney. You don't want to hear her sing. <laughs> I get nervous. Nobody move. Hold it. All right, just stay still. Please. I, I've never had this happen. Please just I, put that red dot on you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shooting you know, everybody. The dogs, no fish, kidding. nobody move. Please. I'd probably crap my pants if this happened to me. But back-to-back days, I, I saw these stories, one of which is from a random person telling a story about he's hanging out in his apartment and none other than Tom Brady walked in. I was sitting at my computer right here at this island right here. Next thing you know, I just kind of look and I see at the front door behind me, I see this large shadow. And then I saw the doorknob turning. And I remember sitting there going, oh my God, somebody's coming into my house. And I just kind of froze. I see this tall guy walk in with a baseball hat on. And he had a bag or two on his shoulders. And he just dropped the bags down. Like he was going to stay for a while. Like he kind of owned the place, which is funny. And then he just kind of looked up at me and he's like, hey man, what's going on? And I was like, sarcastically, I don't know, man, you tell me. What are you doing in my freaking house? And then he got this very puzzled look on his face. And he goes, am I in the wrong house? And I said, you know, I think you are. I think you are. But you look familiar. Where are you supposed to be? And he said, I'm supposed to be at Byron's house. And right at that moment when he said that, I was like, oh my God, Tom Brady is in my freaking house right now. Tom Brady, are you kidding me? Before I knew it, he was grabbing his bags. He said, I'm so sorry, sir. I'm so sorry. And he just bolted. I started thinking about all the things that could have gone like so wrong if i had a gun what if i shot tom brady i mean mm. can you imagine right and, and that's that's exactly what you were just talking about lucius i mean if i'm sitting there and somebody random just walks in my house i don't i don't think i'm going to be too kind just stare at them say like what the hell are you doing in my house am i the weird dude that always locks the doors when i come home are you no i no, lock no. them you're supposed to lock the doors that's what they're there for i literally like when i walk into the condo i I put my, I open the door, I walk in, I turn around, I hang my keys up, and I lock the door. Now, I'm not always locking the deadbolt. 
Always. Hey, I'm liking all of it. Oh, yeah. always. Yeah, I don't always like the dead. And I live in a neighborhood with 70-year-old people. Yeah, me too. You know, and I'm like, nobody I don't think would harm me. But I I automatically lock the door every time I go in and out of it. I, I don't even think about it. You know, there's no way that Tom Brady could be walking in to my house while I was breaking down film. Same, but I, I got a lot of friends that just, they leave it unlocked. They just don't nah, do it. It's yeah, unlocked. Yeah. Why? Are they Canadian? Yeah. No. What, do they have their pants down Are around they, their ankles oh, when they pee? No. No. We've seen But that. it's just how, I mean, they, their, their parents growing up in Plano, they just, they would leave it unlocked too. Yeah, there's. Like, there's you just there's, know, going to their house, there's it's always no way. unlocked. There's no way nowadays. Too many people kind of wander around on the street. I'm with you, man. Like I don't that. trust it. Nah. Uh-uh. I'm not. I'm not leaving that up to chance. Well, Zach Efron, as he's been making the rounds for the Iron Claw, and this might be even older than that, but he was telling a story about your buddy Sean Payton. Yeah, ended up somehow walking. Yeah, into his, his might have been alcohol related. Here's Zach Efron. It was a coded front door to get into my apartment, so only me, only I knew the code, and only the cleaner knew the code. So, uh, or sorry, my. The guy who was living with me, who's also my producing partner, knew the code. Um, so I heard the code get put in. I heard the door get open. I'm laying on the couch with, I don't really care. He, like, we're all means. I'm just in my boxers. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just kicking back. But I hear them step in, my and if my friend, and I hear, like, click, clack, click, clack. And I'm like, are you wearing tap dance shoes? And I'm like, no, those are heels. And they're walking towards me, and the couch is blocking someone walking from this side and they're about to see me basically mm-hmm. buck naked. So I grabbed a blanket and threw it over me and I suddenly go like, uh, excuse me. And she screams. So you, ah! I was like, what are you doing in my house? And she goes, I was told we could look at this house. And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? And I'm like, what do you, I don't know what the f- you're talking about lady. I'm naked. And she's like, I'm sorry. Uh, we were told that you, we could view the house between, uh, you know, two and f- or eleven and four, mm-hmm. uh, anytime. And I'm like, I I don't know. And she goes, Well, maybe you know my husband. Uh, this is Sean Payton. And <laughs> I look to the front door. I'm wrapped in nothing but a blanket, yeah. and his wife is two feet from me, like r- like right next to the where the bedrooms are. In the right, house. right. And he's just walking in front of her, and, and he goes. Hey son. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's, like, he's just like he's just like yeah. Hey son, how are you? Nice yeah. to meet you. Yeah, big fan. Like immediately we and like immediately we became good friends. Uh, but I, Wait, I that literally was the first time that you met him. Yeah, first time I met him. I was in my underwear trying to hold a like blanket together yeah. and with his wife two feet away from me and shaking Incredible. his Incredible. Yeah, half-naked dude is not going to shake a head coach of a football team. No, I talk no. to half-naked dudes about their jobs all the time. Yeah. Hey, hey son. Yeah. Yeah, yeah son. Sorry, uh, did, did we disturb you? Yeah. You know, we're just here to look at the apartment. Grab a towel and come into my office real quick. Yeah. I'll talk to you. Yeah. Uh, Try that thing off first. Honey, stop staring. Yeah. What the hell? Unbelievable. Tom Brady walking into the wrong place, and then Sean, and I guess their, you know, reasoning made sense. They think they're going to go look at this apartment to possibly buy it. Yeah. Zach, poor Zach yeah. Efron's yeah. in there like, what the hell's going on? How do they get the code? That's a good question. Yeah. Who gave up the code? One of the, one of the, his friend that he was talking about must have passed along the code. There's, or did they it's just confusing as heck? It's very bizarre. Yeah, but back to back days, I saw two stories: prominent NFL figures just walking into people's houses unexpectedly. I believe, like I said, Sean, if had a few cocktails, I would see him doing that. But I, I yeah, like his he's fallen wifey. Yeah, his wifey. Yeah, that's dangerous, man. That's really dangerous. Uh, here in Dallas, it maybe is like, dangerous. Was it two thousand five, six or seven, one of those years. 
there was a Dallas musician, a rocker that got yeah. popped. Yeah. Knocking on the wrong doors, beating on it, and somebody yeah. got nervous and shot through the door. Shot through the be door. Careful, man. Yeah, man, you got to be what, careful. R.I.P. to that cat. Wasn't there a police officer? A guy got shot, a boyfriend kind of a situation, police officer. I do remember something like that, yeah. Went to the, went, went the, was the, was claiming self-defense, or not self-defense, but went to the wrong apartment? It's just, well, and, and also oh, the, yeah. the, the, yeah. Guy, the guy down yeah. in uh, the, the, the famous Blade Runner guy. Uh, the the uh, Oscar, oh, uh, Oscar Oscar Pistorius. Pistorius. yeah yeah he, he yeah he evidently Pistorius. shot his <laughs> his wife or girlfriend yeah he's still he's still locked up for that yes yeah. he is yeah said he was like oh I didn't know and, you know gotta be careful a, gotta yeah. be careful uh, but luckily nothing happened to Sean Payton and his wife or yeah. Tom Brady but man uh, crazy that you're just sitting there hanging out minding your own business the next thing you know do 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 if you hear the door open aren't you yelling like at me like hey Hey, who, who is it? Who is it? Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, turn around and run away, please. Like, Are we ooh, coming in my house? This doesn't sound like the Ridiculous. right where we're supposed to be. Go step off. Yeah. Let's get into some NFL draft questions for these upcoming bowl games and just how good are these future NFL quarterbacks. Let's talk some draft. That's next on The Fam. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 